Today, today, we find ourselves in America where anything can happen. From our dreams coming true to nightmares becoming real. This is American Crimes. Hello again and welcome to American Crimes. As always, I am Patrick Michael and today it feels different. It feels different in here today simply because <clears throat> this is a true crime podcast. We do our best to make it light and make it easily uh, digestible. But here's the thing, guys. There's a lot of crime, a lot of strange things going on in the world today as we speak, as we live. So I'm finding it very difficult to want to dive into true crimes from the past and tell them to you guys. My interest in those topics has become dismal at best, okay? And you can understand why. I just feel like this is not the place. This is If you guys came here to listen to a po- uh, episode about a true crime, well, you're going to get one. You're going to get one. But the difference with today's episode is we're going to keep it as light as we possibly can. Because, of course, we're going to talk about American crimes. We're going to talk about crimes. But we're going to talk about real dumb crimes. And that has always been kind of the foundation of this show. But we're going to talk about dumb crimes where, I don't know, let's say somebody tried to rob a bank and they got stuck inside the bank because they couldn't figure out how to open the door. We've all seen the show World's Dumbest Criminals, right? We've seen it once or twice, especially if you're old enough. So that made me, that kind of piqued my interest. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to take off so much time from making uh, an American Crimes episode. I need to get you guys content. But I also don't want to put out fucking crimes, you guys. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about uh, just this grim case where somebody gets murdered, a house gets burned down, and the guy's never caught. That's hard to do. Hard to deal with and, uh, and even harder to make people want to listen to it or want to hear it. And not even just that. I don't want to have to put myself through it where I'm you know, I'm doing the research on this case and I have to look at these pictures and read these testimonies. It's just, it's too much for this day and age. And if you're one of these true crime podcasters that don't understand that, that's fine. Do what you got to do, man. Keep up with your show. All right. Many people aren't changing things. They're not increasing whatever, whatever, because the fan base is expecting you to give them something, right? And that's why I'm here doing this episode. I literally have no notes in front of me whatsoever. I have nothing at all. But that doesn't mean you're going to get a defeated show. You're going to get a great podcast episode today. Probably one of the longer episodes I've done in a while for this show. But uh, that's because we're going to talk about multiple cases of idiot criminals. Just these dumb... I mean, most criminals are stupid. But when you get caught in a home invasion because you passed out, 
you fell asleep in their bed. Well, we're going to make fun of you. <laughs> That's what today's episode is going to be. I can't help that. And I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware as soon as you click play on this episode because I don't want you listening to it and then leaving a review saying, oh, he made fun of so-and-so criminal or whatever you want to do to make make yourself seem useful or whatever. We're going to have a fun time. We're going to laugh and we're going to joke and we're going to look at these dumb dumbs who don't understand how the law works. Okay. And um, like I said, I wanted to give you something. I refuse to let the fan base, I refuse to let the audience not get some proper work, some proper entertainment. The world's in a crazy place right now, and who knows, man, what the end is going to be, or if there's going to be an end. But either way, we didn't want to dive into it too deeply. Uh, the show isn't about current crimes, more or less. It's just it, The show is really just about dumb criminals, because... Anybody that kills somebody is pretty stupid, I would say. Unless you're doing it for your own protection. But how often do we hear stories like that? How often? So once again, it is my pleasure to be here entertaining all of you folks. And uh, before we actually get started, we're on OnlyFans, you guys. And I know some of you are hearing me say this right now and being like, oh, wow. I'd like to see him naked. <laughs> No, <laughs> uh, that's weird. Um, but no, uh, I started an OnlyFans where I'm going to start putting up more exclusive content. I want to put out content that people really have to support to that degree, okay? Because having a Patreon is all well and good, but I'm also looking to expand all of my podcasting. I'm not looking to sit here and continue to put my stuff out in the same place. Uh, I'm not looking to have the same fans. I'm not looking to have the same downloads. All right. The only way to get better at this stuff is to continue to grow, whether it's the content or how you're giving the content to the to the viewers. Right. And I've done these things where I went to YouTube. I've made YouTube videos of podcasting. I've been on Instagram, several different accounts. Uh, same thing with Twitter. And so far, the reality of this is what seems to work to be successful at podcasting. Just do it, man. Just do it. Like, I'm honestly a little bit ashamed of myself that I went out of my way so many times to try and put together a show on another platform to garner more listeners. And yeah, that might have worked. But I'll tell you what. I put out an episode on uh, YouTube, I would say, real early in the, the life of this podcast. I put out an episode over there on uh, YouTube. It's literally just an audio episode like this, but it's YouTube. So I put it on YouTube, has a picture of the logo for the show, and it's got like fucking 7,000 plays. But a lot of people complaining, and I feel like it's a lot of people from that area, and they were trying to protect the guy that I was talking about in the episode. Like, hey man, relax. I mean, anybody with a name like... Ken Rex, it's got to be a good dude. Got to be a good dude. Probably he does in-home tattoos. That's all well and good, man. Live your life. But the, the success of the YouTube, the numbers over there for the YouTube for that episode, didn't really transfer to the podcast. It might have, but it was unnoticeable. But seeing 
that the last episode I put out for this podcast, literally just the last episode, it's easily one of the most downloaded episodes I've put together in a very long time. And to what reason? I don't know. I don't know. I make the content, I put it out there, and somehow some of it's more successful than others. The formula has not been fixed. The formula has not been acknowledged yet either. Like I, I, I see what works. I see where people listen and I see the consistency, but it doesn't tell me, hey, you should do this or that to improve or to add depth or whatever. Nothing. And I think maybe that's what it's about. Maybe it's about just consistency and doing it how you do it and what you would like. Because I'm not doing this podcast the way that I think you guys will want to listen to it. I'm doing it how I think I would like to listen to it. And yeah, maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of the episode is me simply talking about random stuff, updating you, giving you new links, all of these things. But regardless of that, you do eventually get a reason to be here. A reason to listen to the podcast, you know? Rather than me being like, oh, you know, I'm just going to rant for fucking... And that's the funny thing, too, is I've had people review this show and say some things about me talking about myself. It's like, hey, man, skip through. Skip through if you don't want to hear me update you or anything like that. You want to hear about the case? Skip through. But if you only listen to the first 10 or 15 minutes, it's going to sound like this podcast isn't about anything but myself. And obviously that's not the case, but here we are talking about cases. <laughs> um, but no, I really just wanted to make sure that you guys were aware that you're updated. It's dumb otherwise. I mean, we can go watch Forensic Files if you're looking for a robotic type of delivery. This is real man shit over here. This is guy stuff. In the sense that I'm a guy. Delivering it to you how a guy would. Alright? And for some reason it's doing well. I, I appreciate all of you guys for that because I have no idea why this is so successful. Maybe it's all the listeners from uh, Who Are These Podcasts. Maybe those guys are coming over here listening to the true crime show and really, really digging it. Because they don't like anything else I do. But who who would have guessed? I mean, I only know that because of what other people have told me. I don't care enough about their shows. I continue to make my content. I continue to have my listeners. You know, they can have 28,000 people on their Patreon if they want, but it doesn't make any difference to me. Alright? It doesn't make me listen to your show. But either way, we're here at American Crimes. We're going to be looking at five or six different cases of just dumb, dumb criminals that never got away with it and essentially got themselves caught. Because let's remember, it's a social media era. People are willing to try and get clout or get likes or get noticed by a random podcast. They'll go to desperate measures like posting a photo as they commit the crime, or sharing a video, or telling a friend who then posts it on... It's ridiculous. Social media has captured a lot of criminals. So is that is that an argument that they're going to be willing to make when Congress decides to shut the shit down? Are they going to say, well, we've, we've helped catch criminals on social media? And then Congress is going to be like, well, then you stay. No. They're going to shut it down. Because people aren't using it correctly at all right like I thought when I was in school and people were using Zanga 
I didn't expect anybody to pretend to be somebody else. That didn't even cross my mind. And then MySpace comes out, and oh boy, you've got thousands and hundreds of thousands of accounts of people pretending to be someone else. And I always wonder what it's like for those real people. What about the real person who you're pretending to be? You have all their photos. You have their information. You post as if you're them. I never would have thought that somebody would take my photos and become me. But it happened. It happened. Don't know why. Don't know why, but people are pretending to be me on social media. And cool, man. <laughs> you, I mean, you're just like a guy. It's like a regular guy. You could have literally picked anybody. But you chose me, and it's flattering. I feel like I'm on a, a reality TV show. Like, at any point, I'm going to turn to a, a camera and acknowledge the audience by saying, we'll be right back. That's the world we're living in. But let's get into these crimes, guys. Let's get into some crimes other people have committed uh, against somebody that's not me. Because impersonation is a crime. And that's what you're doing, guy. That's what you're doing. And it'll be acknowledged very soon and taken care of even sooner. So, uh, yeah, let's get to this. Let's dive into these crimes. That's what we're here for. All right. So, weirdo crime, guys. You know, weirdo criminals. Got to talk about them. Got to discuss them. Because when you think about the amount of laws we have, one of the common things people have mentioned, at least when I was in high school, is uh, there's a lot of random, random laws per state. Like every state has a set of laws other states don't have. And they're always real weird. And you wouldn't expect them. And then when you find out, when you hear about these or you read about them, you're automatically assuming like, well, I've certainly done that. It's just like when people say, don't wear white after Labor Day. First of all, I gotta remember when Labor Day is. Second of all, gonna wear white. I'm gonna wear white. Can't help it. I look good in white. And that simply just means that there is a select group of people that exist that know all of them. And I'm not just talking about lawyers or law enforcement officers. I'm talking about people in general. Like, hey, you can't do that. It's against the law. You can't do that. It's against the law. And those people is what I like to call annoying. Like people that call the cops because music's too loud. Whether you're living next door to this person or simply driving through the neighborhood... You're calling the cops on somebody for music being too loud? Not only are you afraid, but you're weak. Because you could simply be a neighbor, like we all used to think we had back, you know, 50 years ago, 70 years ago, and talk to the person. Be a human. Hey man, turn that down. It's bothersome. It's bothering me. I got an issue with it. Let's fix it. Let's work together to fix it rather than, oh, well, this is how I feel about it and I'm going to share it with everybody on my team so they feel the same way as me and then we're going to outnumber said person and make them feel like a piece of shit even more than you necessarily ever needed to when you could have simply talked to them like a person. Hey, man, slow down. Kids play here. Rather than call the cops.
But that's where you, you have to understand there is a group of people that know the laws. And they're like, oh, he was going seven miles over the speed limit. He's fucked. It's 25 here. You're going 38. So here, what do we do? What do we do? Obviously, I'm, my math was off there, and that's fine. I was just throwing numbers out, guys. Don't fucking tweet me. All right? I'm a human man. I'm a human person. We make mistakes. We say dumb stuff. Always looking for the joke. That's my, that's my goal. Always looking for the laugh. Sometimes that requires stupidity. Sometimes people like to laugh at ignorance. A lot of times. <laughs> Brendan Schaub's a comedian. Okay? People like dummies. But anyways, uh, today's first case, of course, it's going to be absurd. It's going to be strange. And it takes place in a little town you probably never heard of. You might have heard of it. It's called Orlando, Florida. And what happens in this really dumb case is an attempted robbery at a Lowe's home improvement store went wrong. Milton J. Hodges fled across the street after attempting to rob this Lowe's and he jumped a fence right into a nudist resort and spa. Now, obviously, the, uh, the paper ended up pointing this out because the guy was caught pretty quick because he was the only one wearing clothes. Hodges was easily spotted by the police, but, it, but some of these things you can't believe they've done. And now, does this mean that this guy, he got into, he just wanted to go and do this crime simply? Hold on, I had a point there. There was a point. Does this mean this guy went to rob this Lowe's store without any recon? Like, he didn't try to figure out who was working uh, where he would escape after he tried to rob. Just very amateur stuff. Next case. Uh, easily the worst possible time to faint in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Where a thief in the middle of robbing a bank ends up fainting. Where And then obviously, now this is what I think. This is somebody who had a severe condition of anxiety. <laughs> of uh, maybe vertigo. Uh, epilepsy and it all got to him it all got to him in the middle of trying to rob a bank so he passes out the teller calls 911 she asks for the medics you have to applaud the man's ability to keep with keep with it you know to keep trying because while he was in that while the ambulance was actually on its way the sub the suspect obviously must have woke up at some point because he proceeds to still hand her the note demanding all the cash so he just knocked out, got up, and said, well, she must not. She, I mean, we're still going through with this. We got to get that money. So I can't help but to think. There was obviously some underlying condition that put this man on his ass. Okay, so this next case takes place in Florida as well, where a 12-year-old boy was... Accused of stealing an iPhone and a BlackBerry. And when the officers came to question him at his house, he adamantly denied having the iPhone and double adamantly denied having the BlackBerry. Now, unfortunately for him, they must have had the phone numbers. Because when he denies it, the phones ring in his closet. 
What? But what do you do to the 12-year-old boy? What kind of trouble does he get in? I mean, they got the phones back. He's obviously got to be disciplined to a certain degree so he doesn't do it again. But what do they do? He's 12. Maybe he's just a klepto. How deep does this go? Now, James Washington, in this next case, excuse me, I should have mentioned that. Um, James Washington, who lived in Nashville, Tennessee, got in trouble for um, murder only to find out Now, James isn't a very bright guy because he's, he ends up confessing to a 17-year-old murder because he thinks he's about to die. He thinks he's having a heart attack. So he says, as he thinks he's out of this world, oh, I killed somebody 17 years ago, so-and-so, so-and-so, and boom, he's arrested and gets life in prison instead. And a case like this, it only makes you wonder, is that guy still alive? Because how crazy to think that you're having a heart attack, you tell the officers, you admit to the crimes, and you live for many, many more years, but you're incarcerated. Like, how ridiculous is that? It's no different than people trying... I mean, it's, it's, just, it's the same thing with confessing on your deathbed. That's essentially what this guy did, although he didn't actually die, nor was he on a deathbed. But now he's, he's sleeping in a room with either seven other guys or one. And he's certainly sleeping on a steel bed with uh, an inch thick mattress. So, so much for that heart attack there, James. Now, again, another case in Florida. Uh, following a fight, Craig Aylesworth of Bithlow, Florida, apparently tossed a Molotov cocktail at his neighbor's trailer home. Now, if you know anything about trailers, uh, Molotov gonna make it go up quick. But the wind shifted. It sent the, ember, uh, the embers of this Molotov cocktail to his own trailer. Oh. But lucky for him, he was arrested since this dumb criminal no longer had a home of his own to return to. So he burned his own house down thinking he was gonna, like, dude, wait. You threw a Molotov cocktail and lost your own home? How dumb do you feel? Imagine explaining that to other people you're incarcerated with. Hey, man, what are you here for? <laughs> now, in uh, San Francisco, a thief who was uh, on a bike rode up to a woman on a sidewalk, snatched her iPhone out of her hands, and rode away. Unknown to him, the woman was in the middle of demonstrating the iPhone's new GPS tracking device. <laughs> And that obviously worked because the thief was captured minutes later. It's like sometimes it just sways in your favor being the victim, you know? You do get caught. You will get in trouble. <laughs> now, of course, this next case is terrible. I'm not really sure where it took place, but we have heard of this happening more often than not, there's friends of my family that I know have done some things similar to this. But Anthony Kenneth Mastrogiov uh, Anthony Kenneth 
Mastro Giovanni, Mastro Giovanni, uh, he was impersonating a police officer when he pulled over another car for speeding. The driver quickly realized that, you know, this guy's not a cop. And he realized this because the guy he pulled over <laughs> was a cop. The only difference is the kind of cop, this is the kind of cop that doesn't have to pretend he's a cop because he's really a cop. So Mastro Giovanni was arrested for imperson impersonating a police officer, and I would imagine that comes with a pretty hefty prison sentence. So this next case is in a small town in Iowa City, Iowa, where a man had his driver's license stolen, but then who should show up who would show up at the bar where he worked as a bouncer? But the thief brandishing the bouncer's very own license. So it's like you, you <clears throat> you're checking IDs at the door, and this guy sees you, but doesn't recognize that you're also the man on the license he uh, he has. Like what? How how dumb are you? To be like, well, that's him, and like that's him. He won't he won't know. I mean, it has his name, his date of birth, his social. You know what I mean? <laughs> he gives the guy his license. Like, dude, what kind of sentence are you gonna get now? Other than the fact that you're just a dumb, a dumbass. Okay, so this next case takes place in Ogden, Utah, where police are questioning uh, two suspects about shoplifting from a store. But while they're being questioned, guess what happens? Their car gets broke into. <laughs> and their stereo's stolen, several other items are stolen. So these guys are being questioned for stealing, and then their car gets robbed. Do they still go to jail? Because that sounds like karma to me. That sounds like karma working. Karma's like, oh yeah, you guys want to steal? Well, how about this? We're just going to send these other two guys to your stuff and have them take that. Uh. The best irony of that case, though, is to find out that maybe whoever they were shoplifting from broke into their car because they broke into the car. They smashed the windshield to get in, or they smashed the driver's side window to get in. I mean, if that's not somebody who's a little upset at what you've done, I don't know what it is. Because in most cases, when somebody breaks into a car, they don't just smash the window. Or at least, I wouldn't assume so. Um, this next case in El Paso, Texas, a man busts, uh, breaks into a church and absconded with the safe. He took the whole safe, which is obviously very heavy. He only got a few yards before dropping it into a neighbor's lawn. Now, while it's on the neighbor's lawn, he decides, well, this is better late than never to try and, uh, you know, get into it. The only thing is, his neighbor was a cop. So this guy steals this safe, drags it as far as he can, and then proceeds to try and get into it, but he's in his neighbor's yard. Who is a cop? Like, you didn't know that? You didn't know that. And anybody, anybody who's ever taken a safe knows for sure, like, this has to go to a secure location because this is not going to be easy. <clears throat> okay, so this next case, I'm not really sure where it takes place, but 33-year-old... Jose Santiago Jr. decided his hometown could use one more cop. Guess who? It would help his charade that he had bought an old police car and mounted red, 
mounted the red and blue lights on its dashboard. When a driver pulled into Santiago's apartment complex, he blocked the guy's car with his own, then motioned him over. Santiago, who wasn't wearing a cop's uniform, uh, uniform, barked the words, Do you have a problem? And then started laying into the man about his driving, claiming he had been doing 65. The guy obviously questions, Are you a police officer? And San, uh, Santiago said, Yeah. The guy asked to see the ID, and Santiago refused because, you know, he's not a fucking cop. And that's when it turned into a fake, a fake cop's worst nightmare. The driver had no problem pulling out his own wallet and showing his identification. His name was Jeremy Goggin. And he actually happened to be an off-duty police officer. So this isn't one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, he's posted a picture after he stole some shit. Nah, these, these, these criminals are going right up to officers. Uh, in Nevada, Nevada uh, California, uh, John Ipe's story begins with burglar alarms in a portal publication. Uh, police rushed to the scene. They caught Ipe, at, who was 39, and an accomplice running away. Uh, they had a bunch of stolen computers uh, that were left outside the office building, so they are obviously trying to rob. Both the criminals were arrested. Uh, during Ipe's trial, uh, two days into the proceedings, some Civic Center employees showed up for work, showed up, for work and got a surprise. Their computers and monitors had been swiped. Ipe was lucky enough to get his high-tech haul out of the building, but his stupidity caught up with him. By the time the Civic Center workers discovered their equipment had vanished, Ipe was already in police custody. Shortly after leaving the Civic Center, he had been caught right down the street trying to steal a Volkswagen. So now he faces the charges that include attempted audio, or excuse me, attempted auto theft, burglary, and grand theft. And last September, he pleaded guilty to all of them. So at least he was smart in that sense. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get away with this. That was so stupid. All right, this next case is a 23-year-old Zachariah McGrew. He had discovered that his car speakers were missing. He figured that he knew who swiped them. And it was a simple teenager from the nearby neighborhood and he had to make the kid pay the teen was in his front yard when a car zoomed up and McGrew uh, came out he ordered the youth to get in the car and take him to his speakers which the terrified boy obviously didn't want to uh, McGrew then reached into his waistband pulled out a handgun at that point the teen took off running McGrew fired at least two shots at him missing his mark uh, once the boy was out of sight McGrew slid the gun into his waistband maybe the fumbled maybe he fumbled the thing because his pants had began to sag or maybe it was the nervous excitement but McGrew squeezed the trigger he fired a shot into his own left testicle that can certainly be painful <laughs> and McGrew was in a lot of pain and he pulled the trigger again sending another bullet slamming into his left calf McGrew was charged with aggravated assault and pleaded guilty so this guy gets stuff stolen from him, takes it into his own, own hands, only to shoot himself in his balls and his leg, and then get arrested. Dude, that's... what? That's like the worst, the worst thing. The worst possible outcome. When you're not even the bad guy? This is why... it's crazy. It's a crazy world out there, especially when people are willing to... You know, pull out a gun on a teenager who stole your speakers. 
I mean, I totally get why he felt that he needed to take it into his own hands. He is 23. And at the age of 23, you're very infatuated with the sound your car makes when music plays. But had this guy been 10 years older and been 33, he probably just would have called the cops. But he's 23. He needs the speakers. They were expensive. He's working at Walmart. Okay? Not a great life. But yes, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I give you a little bit of these dum-dums to, to make you laugh, make you enjoy life a little better, knowing these idiots exist. And not only do they exist, but they get caught pretty much on their own. They do it to themselves. But either way, this is American Crimes. You guys are amazing. My name is Patrick Michael. Feel free to hit us up at patreon.com slash podculture for exclusive content, onlyfans.com slash badbrainstudios. Email the show at crimesamerican at gmail.com for anything. And uh, you can follow me, specifically me, at glitchfredberg on all major social media platforms. And I will see you, well, I'll talk to you in the next episode.